Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration, love, acceptance, and fun? You are tuned into the right place. The Laura Richer Show starts now. Join me, dating coach Laura Richer, as we share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. You might just be on the verge of attracting your soulmate. Attract the relationship you truly want and deserve. Now, join us for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Laura Richer Show, broadcasting on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm your host, dating and life coach, Laura Richer. Hi, Laura. Hi, Andy. And I'm here with my co-host, Andy Lucas. Andy is the owner of Hummingbird Marketing Services. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here back in the studio again. It's been a while. We haven't been here since January in the studio. Oh, my God. And I haven't been here since July. It's been a full year. Wow. I've been without Benny for a full year. Well, we're so happy to be back with Benny again in the studio. Good to have everyone here. It feels really good. And Dad. Yes. Our videographer. And the scheduler is here as well. Yeah. And it's here, it's Pina Colada Day, so... I, I mean, mean, and what a perfect day for this beautiful summer day in the Pacific Northwest to celebrate with Pina Coladas. Yeah, it's drizzling, <laughs> it's cloudy, it's overcast, and it's cold. It's just Pina Colada feels like it. I'm going to have a Pina Colada today. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Well, we have been talking about on the Richer Love, or about Richer Love, my dating program on yep. the Laura Richer Show, and we talk about all kinds of good things like self-love and self-acceptance and things that just make me feel really warm and fuzzy. And then I was on Instagram the other day, and I was kind of noticing a self-love backlash. Have you seen this? I have seen it, and it's bizarre. Yeah. Well, I kind of get it. I saw, I read a um, elephant Elephant Journal? Elephant Journal. Blog by Lauren Collinson. And she was talking about how she did not want to hear any more about self-love. And I thought, well, why? I mean, what's what's what we all need? This is great. Um, And she said, every time I hear this line from someone or see it on some inspirational Instagram post referring to you need to love yourself more, I scream inside and I usually drop a few (laughs) (laughs) F-bombs. You can't love yourself. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself. Yes. Why is Lauren Collinson so upset about this? Well, because so I my first because I talk about this in my program. So my first thought was like, yeah, it's kind of true. You do have to have that self-love and self-acceptance. But then I got to thinking I read her blog and she made some interesting points. And it does sound a little condescending when you're struggling on the dating scene. The last thing you want somebody to do is throw in your face that you might not love yourself enough. (laughs) That's very so, true. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I, I I could appreciate that perspective. And so I wanted to think about a different way to talk about that because I do think that if you are really craving a soulmate connection, an amazing relationship, and it's eluding you in some sort of way, there is some work to do. Yeah. However, it might not be that you hate yourself or that you don't love yourself. So there's always a possibility that maybe you don't know yourself yes. in in a way that would help you to attract the partner that you're looking for. Yes. What and do you what do you think about that? I think that's really interesting because it could be that you're maybe out of touch with a part of yourself or out of touch with some of your emotions mm-hmm. or you still have a wall up when it comes to a relationship. And so you can't really know about that until you're in a relationship sometimes or you're kind of blocking yourself from getting there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or you can really do some work on yourself to, to have a deeper understanding. I think sometimes we operate on the shoulds. Like I, oh, I yes. should show up this way in a relationship. I was working with a client the other day who was talking about the idea of having to be the good girl that she needed to be. And she had a definition of what that meant. Uh. But what that definition was was kind of, you know being the perfect housewife and it wasn't actually what she wanted to be doing. Wow. Yeah. So if that's what you want to do, then that's great. But if you you really know yourself and you know, gosh, I don't want to do that, you might want to line up with a partner that is looking for something different than that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we do should ourselves to death sometimes, yes. I think. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about self-love today, although I think it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but we are going to, and you know, we've talked about this before on this show, is it's kind of of a vague concept. Too. It is. Like, what does it really mean to love yourself and how am I supposed to get there? What am I supposed to be doing? And how do I know if I love myself? Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I can tell if I hate myself, if I'm, you know, beating myself up and all sure. of that. But how do I know if I'm at that point? Yes. You know, that point that we're aiming for. Well, and in this blog, Lauren Collinson's blog, she essentially says, you know, gets to the same point that I feel like I absolutely agree with it. It's not about you know, your your life isn't about finding the right relationship, that when you love and accept yourself just where you are, that that is where you start to allow good things to come into your life. Absolutely. So we have the same, we have the same philosophy, but it's some different wording with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am so excited about the guests that we have today yes. because she does some amazing work and has a really cool method for helping her clients really get to know who they are and how they can f- create a, an amazing relationship with themselves and know themselves in a way that will help them attract the right partner. Yes. So today we have on our show guest coach Kathy Clayton. Kathy, welcome. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm delighted to be here. We are so glad to have you. So Kathy, I got a little quote from Kathy's site, which is a Kathy quote that says, as each person understands who and how they really are, successful results naturally occur. And I just think nothing could be more true. So tell us a little bit more about your work. Thank you for that. Um, I describe myself as a relationship coach with the idea that we're in relationship 100% of the time. And we have to start with the relationship we have with ourselves. Yes. Who are we? How are we? What are our motivations? What's our point of view? What's our wiring? Mm -hmm. And then we start to look at all the other places where we're in relationship. And if you think about it, we're in relationship 100% of the time because we have a relationship to the weather. Mm. We have a relationship to our bodies, to our homes, to our values, to our ideas, to other people. And it's only when some of those relationships aren't working well that people reach out. And my focus is to introduce people to themselves through some new lenses and then teach them how to work with that information. And I'll come back to the how piece in a moment because that's integral to this work. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to introduce them to themselves so that we can help them get the results they say they want. But more importantly, they can have the experiences they want. Mm. Yes. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. How did you get started in all of this? I'm jumping. I'm going way back. But how did you get started in this? And how long have you been doing this? Well, I've had my practice 23 years. Okay. And I have always been interested in the big questions. Even as a little kid, I wanted to understand why are we here? What's our purpose? What's, what's the bigger reason? And religion was off topic. It was, it, was, it was unallowed in my home growing up. And so I ended up getting a minor in philosophy when I was in college, majored in history, economics. I mean, I was really into the idea sphere. Mm-hmm. Continued reading a lot of philosophy once I graduated. 
But I didn't know what to do with it. It was all just this heady information. But how did I actually translate it into something practical? Well, an ex-boyfriend introduced me to some personal development courses. And so I fell in love with the content because all of a sudden I had a way to translate this information into something deeply practical. Mm. And then I could start living my life in a very conscious, intentional way. And I... Well, I took the classes, I volunteered for the company, I ended up working for the company, I discovered I was very good at helping other people do this work. And then through lots of other things, I, in the summer of 1996, I was fired the first and only time in my life. Oh, God. (laughs) The same week that I was fired, I was offered a consultancy and a motivational assessment that identifies how we are naturally motivated. So I started doing appraisal reviews for people. They loved the content, but they didn't know what to do with it. They were literally tossing this gold mine of information in a drawer because it's like, yeah, okay, one more thing. Right. And so I started adding in coaching, teaching them how to apply this information. Mm -hmm. During that time, honestly, it was the the tail wagging the dog because I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm so grateful to my early clients. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually developed my own programs and protocols developed a year-long coaching program and initially people were really resistant to that because it's like a year what's going to take a year (laughs) and I'm like yeah it is going to take a year but a year from now it's still going to be a year from now right let's actually give ourselves enough time yes to really work through this and understand who we are how we are what our values are and then how do we actually implement it And then over time, I was able to drop it down to nine months. And now I've got one program that is four to six months. I'm in the process of developing actually another year-long program for people who are truly dedicated to transforming their life and want that deeper, more substantive conversation. But along the way, in addition to the personal potential appraisal system, the motivational assessment, I discovered the Enneagram. And this is a remarkable resource. At its simplest, it's a personality type indicator. Mm -hmm. But really what it is, it's a beautiful tool that describes who we are as humans. Yeah. And it describes who we've been for millennia. Mm. So it's not this thing that just came out of nowhere. It really does recognize the ways that we naturally engage in the world. And so I added in the Enneagram. I then used it with this motivational assessment. So now people are getting this incredible trove of information about themselves. Mm -hmm. But so what? If you don't know how to apply it, if you don't know what to do with it, if you don't know how to add it into your life and make right. changes, it's a, again, it's a it's, so what. It's a so what. <laughs> and it is fascinating. I have not taken the next step with the Enneagram yet, but just when we worked together and did the assessment and I identified what my type was with it, I thought, wow, this is really accurate. It's spooky. Yes, it is. is. I also took the Enneagram test. And you can go to the Enneagram Institute, just search for that, and you can take the test. I think there are myriad tests out there, and I recommend folks go to EnneagramInstitute.com. It's a $12 test. It's one of the best tests out there. More importantly, there is a tremendous amount of information on the site that will help you as you begin the initial learning of what is this system. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Um, I know that I... And you end up getting a number, and we're going to talk a whole lot more about this. We're going to take a quick break, um, but we'll be back, and we'll be talking about the Enneagram. We're going to be back here on the Laura Richer Show on Transformation Talk Radio, so stay tuned. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day language, 
that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge Radical Change with Ease with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. You know that moment when you realize you've mastered your wellness or that you will never fall off the roller coaster of life? Well, yeah, me either. But I still ride unicorn. I will teach you how to become a mindset master. You will learn how your habits and behavior affect the success of your nutrition and exercise, relationships, organization, and so much more. Motivation doesn't arrive in an email, so stop waiting for it. You have to take action, then motivation follows. I am Coach Peggy Well. Get out of your comfort zone and recognize the simple truth. We aren't that special. We all have crap to deal with, and we all have a lot more in common than not. I want to spark you into action. We will learn, love, and laugh together. So join me every first and third Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific for Coach Couch and Coffee Radio, where you will learn that being happy and healthy is way more than carrot sticks and squats. I'll talk to you later. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. And welcome back to the Laura Richer Show. We're here on Transformation Talk Radio. And we are, it's Pina Colada Day. So thank you again for that, Rupert, Rupert, somebody. I can't Holmes. remember. Holmes. Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes. Okay, yes. fantastic. Uh, I'm Andy Lucas. I'm the co-host of the show. Laura Richer is our hostess. Uh, Laura, how are our host? Um, how can people get in touch with you? So you can find me online. I'm at richerhealing.com. You can give us a call and schedule a complimentary consultation if you have any interest in working together. What's that phone number? 206-765-8265. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Everywhere is a Richer Healing. Just look for Richer, Richer Healing, Healing or the Richer Love Program. Fantastic. Yeah. And our guest today is Kathy Clayton. Kathy with a K, Clayton with a C. And how do they reach out to you, Kathy? Thank you. Uh, KathyClayton.com. And they can also reach me um, at my phone, 206-577-3767. Email Kathy at KathyClayton.com. 
And I have to admit, I have a very low social media presence. Oh, you'll need mm. to talk to Hummingbird Marketing yeah. Services. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can help with that. I do have a Facebook page, <laughs> Kathy Clayton. Um, I've just, it's not been a, a big a thing focus. for me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You're focusing on people and how you can help them move forward with their lives. Yes. So we were just talking about the Enneagram test. And for anybody listening, it's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram. Yes, Yes. that's correct. Okay, so Laura and I both went and took this test. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the test. I know my experience with it, but tell us, like, how you would describe this test to somebody. Well, to be honest... I haven't taken the test that you took because I've I've gone about doing my Enneagram development in many different ways. Um, I actually discovered my type through working with consult groups mm. and in classes that I took. I took my first class back in 2003, initially thought I was a type one and spent a lot of time living as a one and did it with some friends. And she also thought she was a one. And then she's like, oh, no, no, I think we're a six. I'm like, okay. I'm a six. I lived as a six for a while. And then I joined a consult group of other coaches and therapists that I've been part of now for 12 years. And one of the leaders of the group said to me one day, take a look at seven. It hadn't even occurred to me to look at seven. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I, this is funny, I read the, I read the description in one of my books for seven and I literally pushed the book away from me when I got to the negative description. (laughs) Because I felt like I'd been resonated too much. I felt like I'd been kicked in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really one of the things I use I use to guide my clients is that we can always see ourselves in the positive attributes oh, yeah. of a type. But it's when you get to the negative attributes and you feel like, oh, and there's just this sense of you've yeah. been called out. Yeah. You've probably found your type. And that's the type. Yes. yes. That makes mm-hmm. sense. When you think, ooh, I'm that gross. Yeah. I'm just like that. Yep. Yeah. It's difficult. Well, and in my case, if it's kind of hard to describe a, a, a visual on the radio, But I was in the right universe the whole time because one of the things that's beautiful about the Enneagram is that for every type, you are always directly connected to four other types, what we call the wings and then lines. So for me as a seven, I have a wing of six and a wing of eight, and I have direct connection to types one and five called movement along the lines. So I was seeing myself in those three types. I'm a seven with a very strong six wing, and I have direct access to one. So I was just seeing different sides. Uh-huh. It took me a while to discover my home. And it's oftentimes when we're in interaction with people that we're able to identify what someone's type is. So there really are good tests out there. And actually, I'm going to defer to you, Andy. What was your experience taking the test? Okay. So it, um, they said it was going to take about 40 minutes, which was dead on. And it was sort of like other personality tests I've taken where they say, don't don't spend too much time thinking about it. Don't overthink it. Go with kind of what your gut reaction is. Um, and it was really just an, choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And it was a statement and then how you feel about it and or how, what your feeling is or how you've responded over the years. And I tried to think of myself not just today, but how I've kind of been throughout my life. Um, yeah. And so then I took it and then they sent me a very lengthy PDF with my results, which was fascinating. I immediately called Laura Mm -hmm. and shared with her that I am a seven. And it was really fun (laughs) reading the positives. It was like, oh, my God. 
gosh, this is just like me. And then the negatives came up. It was like, oh, my God, that is just like me. Laura, what about you? What was your experience? So I was a four, and I think I had the same experience that the positives felt really good. Yes, I'm an individualist, and I like to be different, and that's me. And then the negatives, which were leaning towards some feelings of jealousy, which is interesting to me since I've talked about that on this show. And while I didn't love reading those traits, I found them to be accurate. I also found them to be more accurate when I've reflected on who I was when I was younger versus who yeah. I am today. Although, you know, I'm sure there are some still of the, those pieces there. So yeah. it was very interesting. But what I love that Kathy talks about is, okay, I have this information. Yes. I'm an in- individualist. So now what do I do? Well, and that's the thing is that we can get so much information about ourselves everywhere. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I talk about it, it is not for lack of information that people aren't changing. We don't know what to do with the information. And so what I'm doing is through this introduction of the Enneagram and the motivational assessment, all of a sudden people are getting exquisitely accurate information of who and how they really are. And then it's educating them on the system Mm -hmm. to understand what is the Enneagram. And it is a complex system. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons I like it. We are complex beings. Let's work with a system that actually meets that complexity and respects that complexity. Mm And so the funny thing is, you two have identified yourselves as very different types. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're actually in different centers of intelligence. There's three centers of intelligence, head, heart, and body. And in the heart, it's types two, three, and four. In the head, it's five, six, and seven. In the body, it's eight, nine, and one. And so you're part of the same system, but you're in different centers of intelligence. Mm -hmm. I'm going to coach you very, very differently because you perceive and engage with the world very differently. Fours are the most emotional of the nine types, the most deeply (laughs) feeling. And I joke that fours spend a lot of time thinking about how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so they have so much mental energy going on as they're digging in and really just relishing all that rich, lovely emotion. But you have a tendency to get trapped there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so true. Because I've I've known Laura for a long time, and that is very true. You, you can get caught in my head about yes. what I'm feeling. Yes, yes. I'm also very interested in other people's emotions as well. So I feel yeah. like this type lends itself well to the work that I have found myself in. Absolutely, yeah. fours yeah. are oftentimes considered the empath mm-hmm. of the enneagram because fours and twos, you can't help feeling what others are feeling. Yeah. It's just naturally what is occurring. And so you're taking that, you're processing it, but oftentimes feel, fours also feel like they're on the outside. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily know how do they engage, how do they interact, how mm-hmm. do they connect with other people in a way that allows them to maintain their authenticity and still stay connected with someone else. And so there's a lot of, of internal shrinking away that can occur all the time, wanting to also stay connected. Mm-hmm. So tremendous push-pull going on. Mm-hmm. And then there's the seven. Yes, we're called what we're called the enthusiast. The enthusiast. I enthusiastically embrace my sevendom. Absolutely, me. We <laughs> we see the best sides of life. If there is a possibility, we are going to hop right on it. We are going to recognize that. Oh my gosh, we got a load of lemons. You know what we can do with lemons? We can dye our hair. We can clean the windows. Lemon meringue, pie, lemon curd. We yes. completely ignore the fact that there is no way we could use all those lemons because they're going to rot. Yeah. Exactly. 
why would we want to look at the downside? No. That's just going to that's going to trap us. That's going to get us down. And so we are going to use all of our buoyant energy to stay up, to stay positive, to rationalize, to reframe. Because we never want to get stuck in what we perceive as a trap. Uh-huh. And so we're going to avoid the hard, painful emotions. Sure. Uh-huh. I sunk my head. Those, those <laughs> listening didn't see that. But that was, if you heard that breeze, it was me sinking my head. <laughs> because it's, it's terrifying. I remember when I first started into counseling in my late 20s, and I was going to work on a big issue, and the therapist said, okay, well, let's get started. Let's talk about this thing. And I looked at him like he had three heads. I'm like, why would I do that? Right. I, and I likened myself to the little Dutch boy. I'm like, I've got my fingers in the dam, and if I pull my fingers out, the dam is going to break, and I'm going to yeah. drown. What sane person does that? Mm. That is seven. Yeah. We are going to avoid anything hard or uncomfortable at all costs. And that's a trap. Just in the way that the four gets trapped in the emotions, we get trapped in the headiness, and we're always trying to outrun the hard things in life. Yeah. And so it creates this kind of manic energy that's ungrounded, that's flighty. Mm-hmm. We're ready to take off at a moment's notice. <laughs> I've moved so many times in my life all around the country. And uh-huh. It's just, oh, this isn't working out? Well, let me move to L.A. Yeah. Oh, I'll go to Boston. Let me go to Richmond. Yeah. Well, and most, most sevens have a very high need for change and variety. Yep. And so we really want to engage in that in a way that says, oh, let's go do this next new thing. I also have moved so often in my life. Yeah. And so many different jobs. And I used to change yep. jobs, change homes, change relationships. And now I've got more productive, less destructive ways of getting that change need met. And that really is what the coaching is about. And it also ties in with the Enneagram, this other motivational assessment, Because we have to recognize, how are you naturally motivated? Yeah. And so I really focus on the the spectrum of change and variety versus attachment to the familiar. Because I think you mentioned that you were more attached to the familiar, you thought? No, to change. Oh, you love change. Okay. Yeah, I've moved in the last few years. I don't even know how many times. So, yes, things are always changing. Okay. In fact, I just wanted to move my office the other day for no particular reason. And my parents were like... What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Your office in Queen Anne? Yeah. Well, there was another space that came up. It was a beautiful space. No. I thought a change might be nice. So, in the yes, same ch- building? Down the street. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it was the same landlord. Anyway, okay. it didn't work yes. out. I'm going to still be in my same lovely o- location. But, yes, I am very interested in change. But I love this topic. Once we have this information, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this when we come back, what do we do with it? I mean, especially going back to uh, Lauren Collinson's blog. I was like, yeah, I need to love myself. How am I supposed to do that? What yes. What do I do? Don't tell me that. What does that even mean? Yes, I don't know what to do with yeah. it. Yeah, I'll speak to that. Uh, okay, well, yeah. you're going to want to be back for our next segment with Kathy here then when we talk about once you know your number, how can you use that to really learn how to truly love and accept yourself? Absolutely. Stay tuned on The Laura Richer Show. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. 
This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver, tears might well up in your eyes, and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back, or arms, along with clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling, and a strong desire to yell. (laughs) The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems, then start noticing and logging the body cues that come with them. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head-on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Welcome back to the Laura Richer Show. Uh, we're here with your host, Laura Richer. Hello, Hi, Laura, everybody. Of Richer Healing, Hypnotherapy, Life Coaching, and Reiki. Mm-hmm. I'm your co-host, Andy Lucas of Hummingbird Marketing Services. And our guest today is Coach Kathy Clayton of Kathy Clayton Coaching. Thank you so much, Andy. Yes. So we have been having this really fascinating conversation about the Enneagram. And it's a test that you take and you find out what your number is and what your kind of label is I'm a seven I'm the the enthusiast so is Kathy Laura is a four the individualist and so like you said with any personality test any of this information you get this I got us about a 25 page pdf from the Enneagram Institute and now what the heck do I do with this information and that's kind of what you help people with right Kathy? Absolutely because it's one thing to have the information then how do you actually start to apply it in your life? How do you develop the tools to understand who you are, how you are? And I'm thinking back to the question that uh, the other blogger was mentioning about how to know if I love myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I start with are helping people identify their values. Ah. What matters to you? Are you living your life in accordance with your values? When are you out of alignment with those values? Then, depending on what their type is, we start putting together homework assignments. So do you notice that each type, and I know that it's a very intricate system, but that there are similarities in the values of each number? Yes. Okay. 
I can often, I, when, I, when I begin working with a client and I have them do this values exercise first before we begin the Enneagram discovery, and I can almost always identify what their type is by their values. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It, it is cool because there is congruency and consistency in who we are as human beings from the time we are little kids to where we are now. And I think people forget that, that we have this through line. And so I'm bringing people home to themselves and reminding them that this is who you are. Mm -hmm. And confidence is built on evidence. That's something that I have been saying for years. And I have to remind people, you have to also look for the positive evidence because you can become very confident in negative things. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have to look for the positive evidence. And when you can look back and realize that for you, Andy, you have plenty of ways in which you have done your sevenness, mm-hmm. positively, constructively, supportive. But you've also got lots of evidence where you've not done it positively and constructively. <laughs> yes. We all do. Yeah. Same thing mm-hmm. for you, Laura. Yeah. And so I'm holding up that mirror and saying, okay, let's examine how you're showing up. For example, type nine, this is the mediator diplomat. And this is the most connected of the nine types. Do you have a famous nine you can give us an example of to just kind of give people a feel of what that means, that personality type? Um, first one that comes to mind is John Kerry. Okay. Former Secretary of State. Okay. Okay, okay perfect. Oh, yes. Yeah. He wow, is the international. A, a, yeah, he yeah. is a mediator, a diplomat. Mm-hmm. And this type wants to make sure that everyone has a seat at the table. But they wow. forget that they, too, have a seat at the table, so they become self-forgetting. Huh. In the in the language of the deadly sins, the, the 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 passionate nine is indolence, a laziness toward their own agenda. Wow. And so the work that I'm doing with nines is helping them wake up. What is their agenda? What do they want? Mm. But then we're also connecting it to that they're in the body center and the underlying triggering emotions for the body are in, uh, anger and resentment. Mm. Wow. So how does that show up? Now. I'll tie it back into the other centers of intelligence. So for the heart, the underlying triggering emotions are sadness and shame. Mm -hmm. And the passionate four is envy. Mm -hmm. Fours are envying who others are that they are not, what others have that they do not have. They're missing what's happening in the present moment, so they're focused on the past or the future. And so they get trapped in this place of emotionality. And so you end up isolating yourself. Even if you're among a whole bunch of people. Right. Fours often feel like they are on the outside and they have what we call introjection. Mm -hmm. They blame themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they take on this deep layer of shame and sadness. Mm -hmm. And so for the four, it's how do you start to let go? And that will land you in the wrong relationship. Yes, it will. (laughs) All of this can land you in the wrong relationship and keep you stuck. I mean, that's tiptoeing back over to seven real quickly. Us sevens, we have a tendency to stay longer than we should. Because we can always see the positive possibilities. Mm, Absolutely. We can always reframe it like, oh, but, you know, there's this positive thing and there's that positive thing. I stayed in a 21-year relationship much longer than I should have. Yeah. Because I could always see, oh, but wait, what about this piece? In love with the potential. Yes. Oh, God, we talked about that. Yes, we have. Yeah. So this is such a great system for better understanding yourself and your values. And, you know, going back to this blog that I found – I would challenge it's not about self-love, even that it's about maybe you aren't really clear on what your values are. Yes. You know, you see the values of people around you and think, well, maybe those should be my values. Maybe I should want that. But yeah. this can really help you identify what those values are and then how and what you do with that information. Well, this ties back into another tool that I work with. 
It's a new definition for the term responsibility. My ability to respond. Mm. My response ability. Ah. And too often what happens, people make their emotional reactions their response. Guilty as charged. Mm. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's for most of us. Yeah. And so through this process, I teach my clients how do they first off recognize what their reactivity is, what their reaction is. Yeah. And then help them recognize that they get to choose how they respond to life. This is the only place in life we have 100% control. Yes. Nobody can tell you how to respond. Mm -hmm. They can try. Oh, Andy, don't be upset. Don't be sad. Yeah. It's not my call. Yeah. (laughs) You get to choose how you respond. I can be upset if I want to. Absolutely. (laughs) And so... Once we actually step into this place of recognizing that we have power, Mm. we get to choose. We then get to recognize, are we resisting reality or are we accepting reality? And the moment we move into a place of acceptance, life transforms. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you're in resistance, the word that is almost always present is should. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. That brings it back around. Uh Uh-huh. Because we're always saying, well, it should be this way. It shouldn't be that way. We move into resentment. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes sabotage ourselves or someone else. Usually guilt shows up in there, and we get into this cycle of resisting reality, resenting reality, sabotage, revenge. Ugh. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Instead, what if we could learn how to be in a place of deep, honest acceptance? Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about acceptance, it doesn't mean you like it. Right. It just means it's true. And that you're not fighting against it to change it. Correct. You just Ooh. acknowledge that this is... This is what it is. There's a whole bunch about life that I accept is true. Yeah, that you don't like. That I do not like. Yes, absolutely. But it's reality. Mm -hmm. The moment we move into that place of acceptance and reality, then we get to choose Mm -hmm. what is it we want. We get to be on purpose, our unique purpose to ourselves. So that's another tool that I bring in is I, I help clients identify what is their purpose that has been with them from the time they were born. So. Question. You guys are both, co- Kathy and Laura, you are both coaches. Mm-hmm. How, how how do you work with clients differently? Um, are you complementary to each other? How does this work? Well, I think coaching in general is kind of action-oriented. It's about empowering the client to be able to make the changes that they want to make. And so not only giving them the information, you know, which sometimes therapy is more about learning the information, you know, what happened to me to – to bring me to this place where I am today, but giving them the the tools that they can use to make the changes that they want to make. And so there's all kinds of tools and modalities that you can use. I work with hypnotherapy, which, yes. which is to help explore the unconscious, subconscious mind. To, and once you get that information, then I go into coaching about, okay, now you know these things about yourself. What do you do with them? Yes. Yeah. It is fascinating. I have worked with Laura with hypnotherapy, and it's it really – that that was one of my first big game changers in mm-hmm. life was finding out more about myself and how I'd kind of been operating unconsciously that I would never have gotten there in talk therapy because I didn't even know what was going on. So I right. could, well, how could I admit something that I didn't know was happening and talk about it when I don't know it's there? So And we have all these things that are influencing us that we can be unaware of, maybe old childhood experiences or somebody said something to us at one point that we're holding on to that we haven't even remembered for years. And so just bringing that information into your conscious awareness is the first piece. But then the next piece is the coaching. What do I, now that I know this, what do I do with that? Yeah. So I think the Enneagram sounds like it functions in a similar way. It's an awesome tool 
so that you can better understand yourself. Absolutely. And I'm currently working with Laura myself, discovering the power of hypnotherapy and how that those unconscious thoughts are getting in the way of me having the experiences I want. And because I have so much experience in my own life of implementing the tools that I work with, I'm finding it to be a very quick process. Yes. Working with another coach in yeah. coaching and hypnotherapy, it's like I kind of just sit and watch them do their own work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really quite lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite lovely. Well, the other aspect is that I'm oftentimes asked, what's the difference between coaching and counseling? Mm -hmm. And the way I describe it is that counseling is oftentimes dealing with issues that have happened in the past that are unresolved, mm -hmm. that there is still a lot of emotional murkiness and, and lack of clarity. Coaching is about where are you now? How do I help you move forward? Right. Yes. So it's very action oriented. Mm -hmm. It's it's oftentimes tools based. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that I'm loving what I'm learning about myself through the hypnotherapy, and I'm able to incorporate it with what I know about myself through the Enneagram, because the Enneagram is also a somatic model, mm -hmm. meaning it's body based. Yeah. I mentioned the centers of intelligence earlier. Mm -hmm. So where do we preside most of the time? Is it in the head, in the heart, in the gut? How does that show up? Are we unaware of one center of intelligence? Are we asleep in that way? And so by helping people really come back to where do they live in this flesh and bone realm, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they become empowered to make more conscious, intentional decisions. Mm -hmm. Does it, with the Enneagram system, do you feel that it helps people choose the right relationship? Or are there certain uh, types, the numbers, that work better with each other? Not just love relationships, friendships, working relationships. Is that, is that, I don't even know. It's a good question. And in my many years of working with this, what I see is that oftentimes heart types gravitate toward each other, especially in friendships. Mm -hmm. Head types, same kind of thing. My best friend is a five, and I have a lot of fives in my life. My ex is a five. The man I'm dating is a five. I mean, so we gravitate towards certain types because we resonate with them. Um, I have seen, in terms of love relationships, the combination of all the types. Okay. And so I, I heard one, one of my teachers say once that people who are connected along the lines oftentimes have more successful relationships. And that's completely up to how you fell on the test. Or, Correct. Right? So Correct. It, it's not going to be the same for everybody. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. But really, it, I guess it really doesn't matter how it matches up because you, once you understand yourself better, you're able to work with other people and have more fulfilling relationships because you are so clear on yourself. Correct. Not just love yourself, Lauren Collins. Yeah. <laughs> but understand yourself and yes. know yourself. Yes. Well, for example, I'm... The man that I'm dating is a five. I mean, and, and this is true for all fives. They need a lot of private recharge time. They can be really out there and engaged, but they have to have times where they can retract and retreat so that they can fill their tank up again. Well, I don't oftentimes need as much of that. Yeah. And so part of it is understanding, oh, this is how I'm wired. Let me share with you this. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then for the other person to say, oh, well, this is how I'm wired. And then all of a sudden, we can learn about, well, you're wired this way, Andy, and you're wired this way, Laura. There's no good, bad, right, or wrong. We don't have to take it personally. Nope. No. Yeah. You literally perceive the world differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So given that, let's help you get off of your positions faster so you can get to solutions sooner. 
So I think that this is such an amazing system. When we come back, I want to hear some great examples of transformations that you've had with clients working. So we will be back in a couple minutes to The Laura Richer Show. In the 70s, Dudley and Dean Evanson traveled the country in a converted school bus with their growing family, documenting the new consciousness that was emerging. Through this adventure, a movement of sound healing was born. Now, Soundings of the Planet is celebrating 40 years of peace through music. Listen to their music for free on all streaming services. Search Dean Evanson to access their expansive catalog on Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and YouTube. Visit soundings.com for more info, their blog, podcast, Quieting the Monkey Mind book excerpts, free downloads, and more. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from Adversity to Awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Laura Richards Show here on Transformation Talk Radio. Um, I'm your co-host, Andy Lucas. Laura Richer is our esteemed host. Hello. Of, of Richer Healing Hypnotherapy, Reiki, and 
Life Coaching. Yep. What is wrong with me? I'm so sorry. <laughs> and Kathy Clayton of Kathy Clayton Coaching. Thank you. We are really having a fascinating topic about the Enneagram system and how you can get to better understand yourself and to really love yourself on probably a different level because you have so much understanding and maybe even empathy for yourself when you accept the things that are true that maybe you don't even like. So, Absolutely. So as a coach, I love seeing transformations. I think that's probably a common thread with all coaches is we like to see somebody better when they left after yeah. after we've been working with them. So, Kathy, tell us about somebody who you just ha- ha- uh, make a miraculous change using this system. Well, I've got uh, several examples. The yeah. one I'll talk about first is a gentleman who in his mid-40s, and he wanted a relationship, an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. And he'd actually worked with one coach who – said, well, what you need to do is just be more masculine. What? Yeah. Oh, that is the worst (laughs) advice. I actually have had clients come to me and say, you know, I've seen this blog about some, like, dating hustle some guy is doing, and I want to learn how to be totally inauthentic like this guy. I'm like, no, please, don't do that. (laughs) Right. And and that was was not – this is – this was not who this person is. Yeah. And, excuse me, then he said to me, well, if I have to become an extrovert, I'll do it. What? Yeah. But then that's Good luck not with being that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I said, you know, please don't. It wouldn't work and it would hurt to try. Mm-hmm. And so through this process, helped him discover his motivations, his wiring, his enneotype. This man is a deep, deep introvert. Mm. And when going through this process, we laughed more than he had laughed in ages. Wow. Because I was able to kindly and compassionately introduce himself, mm. introduce him to himself in yes. a way that really helped him recognize, oh, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And what was so beautiful about it is that the person who introduced him to me introduced him to the woman he started dating. Oh. And it was him showing up fully as himself. Wow. As this this kind of typical tech guy, didn't really know how to navigate around women, deeply introverted, and they have a really beautiful relationship because he's showing up as him. Yes. Wow, that's fantastic. And this is really what we teach in the Richer Love program, too. It's not about being somebody else that's no. going to attract somebody to you. It's about really understanding who you are and what you need and what your values are and what the value system of the person you'd be compatible with has. Mm-hmm. And that that is the work. Not If you're introverted, good luck becoming extroverted. It's never going to happen. It's never going to. And then you're eventually going to become, you're going to go back to your introverted self. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then. The relationship's going to fail because you were never showing up as yourself. Right. You were never authentic and true. And that right. person's going to say, what? You don't want to go out with you? a big group tonight? What's the deal? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is sounding familiar, yeah. Laura. <laughs> I, might, I might have some experience with this. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, two other examples I'll bring in. One was a uh, an interior designer. And she was really in competition with the other designers in the city. And kept comparing herself to these other designers Mm. and self-employed, really struggling with how did she make her mark? How did she position herself? Well, through this process, helped her come home to her type as a four Mm. and helped her recognize that she has a very, very deep philosophy of design. Mm. And the moment she got that, it's like the lights came on and she recognized, oh, she, does, she can stop being in competition. Mm-hmm. All she has to do is show up and say, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is how I approach this. And she has, she's opened up two retail stores. She's got a beautiful business wow. because she stepped into owning the reality of who she is and her philosophy. Yeah. 
Wow. Now, the third person I'll talk about, also self-employed. I work with a lot of people who are self-employed, mm-hmm. just as I work with a lot of people who are employed. It's There is no one type of client. Right. It's people who want change. Mm-hmm. They're tired of being stuck. And this person is an attorney, and she thought she had to leave practicing law. She was doing personal injury. She hated it. It was depressing. She, 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 just, she abhorred what she did. And my hunch from the very beginning was, I don't know that it's about her leaving law. Mm-hmm. And so took her through this process, helped her identify her enneotype as a six. And so a six is the loyalist. And so, I mean, very committed to their causes. And what we discovered is that the cause that really mattered to her was sexual harassment. And so now she just pivoted. She is still practicing law, but now she's representing women who have been dealing with sexual harassment in the workplace. And she is loving her work. She feels passionate about it. Yeah. Yes. So it's oftentimes about right livelihood. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not about just changing a job. Right. Or making some lateral move. It's instead about finding, wait, what is it that lights you up? What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. What are you driven to do? And how do you actually have that show up day to day in life? Wow. That is, is so fascinating and exciting. Yeah. I think that I am so excited to explore this tool even more. So am There's I. There's so much to it. And, I, you know, Laura and I are both self-employed, and it's I would love to see how this could help me change my business and change my working mm-hmm. style. Absolutely. If I just embrace, you know, my all of it and learn about it and grow from it. So. I'll very quickly mention one other client, uh, an acupuncturist who is a type 1 and brilliant at her work as an acupuncturist, but was had a really hard time holding her own with her, her the patients as mm-hmm. in the business realm through the process. She was really able to inhabit herself in a way that she came home to her own power. She learned how to exert herself in a way that was deeply respectful and honoring, but also established her as the practitioner. Yes. Her practice is thriving. I mean, she's booked out, I think, at least a couple of months. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I cannot believe this, but we I, this hour just flew by. It so, really did. We could talk about this for hours. So very yeah. quickly, Kathy, how can people get in touch with you? Thank you. They can reach out to me at my website, kathyclayton.com. They can email kathy at kathyclayton.com. That's Kathy with a K, Clayton with a C. They can also call me, 206-577-3767. Fantastic. And Laura, Laura Richer, how can they get in touch with you? They can find me at richerhealing.com. Also, Richer Healing on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Give us a call at 206-765-8265 and book your complimentary consultation. Fantastic. This has been fascinating being here, Kathy. Kathy, Thank you so much. What an amazing guest. Yeah. Everybody have a wonderful pina colada day. Yes. Whatever you do with it. I'm going to leave right now and have one. Absolutely. (laughs) It's five o'clock somewhere. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to On the Verge Radio, using your breakdown for a breakthrough with Coach Laura Richer. We all have that moment in life when we are on the verge of big change. This time of transition is a wild and unknown place. How will you show up? Embrace the positive, drop the negative, and you can experience total transformation. Schedule a breakthrough session with Laura at seattlehealinghypnosis.com. Laura will help you discover the path to creating rapid and positive changes. Tune in every month for On The Verge Radio with Laura Richer.